Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We come to you recovery greetings and the living word of God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The best gift any man can receive is the gift of the salvation of his soul. Mark chapter 8, verse 37 says, What will a man give in exchange for his soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Spirit of living God is bestowed upon me. He has anointed me to preach the Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our loving Father and our God, we bless your name. Thank you for your love for us, that you died to save us. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, that ministers to our needs always. Thank you for what you are going to do today through this message. Father, we pray that your spirit will open our inner mind to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and salvation to our soul. We will not tarry. We will not delay. It is done to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The topic of our message is Divine Help for Salvation. Divine Help for Salvation. Our lead text is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 23 through to 28. Matthew 19, 23 to 28. I read, Then Jesus said to his disciples, I surely I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? 
So Jesus said to them, Assuredly I say to you, that in regeneration, where the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Brethren, last week we discussed extensively the importance of receiving or giving helps to be able to go through life's challenges. We all started life as babies to be fully dependent on our parents and caregivers for virtually everything, from eating to washing to clothing and even movement. We all went gradually from this, but does anyone ever have full sufficiency in life? The answer is no. We are in a one way or the other dependent on others to enjoy the full life. A professor of hydraulics once admired a keno paddler in disbelief of his ability to maneuver the rivers than him. When it comes to the salvation of our soul, it's a different ball game. Again, we are like babies. The best and most righteous of us was described in the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 6. Isaiah 64, 6, as, But we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Anyone who is priding himself or herself by righteous work can now see. A filthy rag that is saying, come and see my sparkling, glowing color. Let's talk about salvation and grace. Salvation and grace. Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. This literally means salvation is a gift from God. Yes, it is. Your faith must be strong to receive this gift. It's a gift you must earnestly look forward to. In faith, and readiness to receive it. Our works notwithstanding, it's by the grace and mercy that we will receive it. This is because salvation was a gift which was deliberately thrown away by man at the Garden of Eden when our father Adam and mother Eve trusted Satan and called God our creator a liar. It was through God's mercy that he made a way for a second chance for salvation for the soul of man. Romans chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. Romans 9, 15 and 16 says, For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whoever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whoever I will have compassion. So, then it is not of him, who wills, 
nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. I pray that God of mercy will have mercy on each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We also have a stronger assurance through prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 8, Isaiah 54, 8, which says, With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Hallelujah. I pray that our loving God will take away the moment of wrath and hiding of his face from us, the moment of everlasting kindness of our living God is here. Let the world be redeemed for God from now with the gift of salvation. Enough of this festering madness in the reign of terror, hatred, and satanic manifestation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, God knows our weaknesses. Our weaknesses are known to God. The Almighty God is our creator. He knows us well. He is our strength. And he knows our weaknesses. He knows where we need help. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5a. Jeremiah 1, 5a says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctify you. God knows that we need help of his grace to be able to measure up to the salvation of our soul. Yes, our body and mind is so weak that temptation do take over. But with God's help and strengthening, we will make it. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says, Isaiah 41 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is a definite promise by God to help us. He is a gracious God and a compassionate Father. Without God's help, we cannot achieve anything. When man sinned through Adam and Eve, he made a promise to redeem the world and destroy serpent that deceived man. This promise of redemption was fulfilled by the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 5, verse 15, it says, Romans 5, 15, But the free gift is not like the offense, for if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abandoned to many. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus Christ is our help and advocate. He is our help and advocate. First John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. First John 2, 1 and 2 says, My little children, this thing I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. 
and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Hallelujah. Again, because of the love that Christ had for us, he doesn't want anyone to perish in sin. He is the one begging on our behalf before God for pardon and forgiveness. He never gives up on us until we all come to repentance and be redeemed for salvation. I pray that this opportunity will not elude us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. His assurance on our behalf will not be in vain in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Finally, brethren, the joy of a parent is to see his children come out successfully in character and their chosen careers after years of laboring and guidance. The joy of a good teacher is to see his students pass well in their examinations after years of assignments, tutorials, teachings, and practices. How much more our God, who loves us to the point of giving his only begotten son to die for our sins. He, like we have discussed, has given us much grace of loving us and adorning his righteousness on us. He has been working on our weaknesses so that in him we are strengthened. He has been our advocate before the throne of grace so that we will not be condemned for our sins. What more do we want God to do for us? What more? Let's start appreciating God for his help always. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Thank you, Lord, for being our refuge and strength. Thank you for being our present help in times of trouble. Thank you for dying for us to give us a hope for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for knowing our weaknesses and helping us on those weaknesses. Many will mock friends because of their weaknesses. Our God is not like that. No. Thank you for being an advocate always before the throne of judgment. Father, we cry unto you. The process of our salvation is perfected. God, please, do not leave us. Do not forsake us. Continue, Lord, to help us overcome all trials and hurdles. Help us, Lord. We will not miss out of your kingdom provisions. We will reign with you, Lord, in glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have pleaded. Amen. I want to thank you for your patience and interest in listening to this broadcast. We believe you have been blessed. Kindly help share with others. You can also listen to this message and several others made before it through our podcast streaming, codenamed Voice of Trinity. God bless you richly. Amen. Oh
Let us pray. Our wonderful Father and our Lord, we appreciate the opportunity we have once again to hear your word. It's part of the help that we receive daily in our journey to your kingdom. On the last day, Lord, at the throne of judgment, let this message have a good impact on our testimonies of how we made it to heaven. It will not be used against us, Lord. As many as have not known the value of your help in salvation, Father Lord, let today be their day of unforgettable encounter with you. In your kingdom, Lord, none of us will miss out on our reserved place of everlasting honor. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. <laughs>